What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Bats Cave. This is the comics and pop culture podcast where I talk about everything in the world of comics, movies, video games, TV shows, all of that great stuff. I am your host, Alex Bats. This is the 11th numbered episode of the podcast, the last episode that I put up, uh, which I think was actually, it might be exactly a week ago uh, at the time that I'm recording this. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to check. Um, but I, I put th- the last episode that I put up, uh, I, I guess I'm going to classify as like a special um, when I do my like numbering and categorizing for episodes, I suppose, because I didn't, I didn't put a number with it. Um, but it was um, me talking about uh, my Twitter account hit 10,000 followers. So I did a special on that. Be sure to listen to that if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, so now I'm, I'm back at it. I talked about in that episode the fact that I do want to continue to put out podcast episodes again. This is something that I want to do. Uh, I enjoy doing it. The reception that I get to them is good, uh, which I really appreciate. Thank you so much. If you do uh, listen to these episodes and you enjoy them, it means a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to keep the ball rolling. So I'm recording this one. It's like almost 4am my time. My sleeping schedule is absolutely destroyed because of quarantine. I literally, um, yeah, I stay I'm like nocturnal now, basically, which is bad. I mean, I guess it's kind of fitting for, uh, Batman being my brand that, uh, that I'd be nocturnal, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty bad. So, uh, here I am, I'm recording this. I told myself last night that I was going to record, um, tonight slash this morning, um, cause I, I needed to record soon within the next like day or two to, to get this up to, so that I could keep that, uh, that weekly podcast episode train rolling. Um, so yeah, here I am I'm recording again. Um, as you can tell by the title, I'm going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League in this episode. And oh my God, I right, one, I don't, I didn't say it at the beginning of last episode, but explicit warning, uh, Cause oh holy fuck, Zack Snyder's Justice League is happening. Oh my god, I whoa. Now I'm so, I'm so excited for this. If you don't, if you somehow don't know about the Snyder Cut and release the Snyder Cut and everything that happened, I literally, I even have a, <clears throat> I have a podcast episode that I did about this subject. I don't know how many months ago I recorded it. It's in my backlog. You can go, you can listen to it. In that episode, I go through. And I give a um, a basic rundown of pretty much the situation regarding Zack Snyder and Justice League and the Justice League movie that we got and kind of, <clears throat> geez, wow, I'm sorry, um, how things were, how, like what the situation was. And um, yeah, I, I talked about that at length and I, I, I definitely talked about the fact that, you know, we need to see the Snyder cut of Justice League. And uh, it's been a pretty long I think in that I think I recorded that episode after um the two-year anniversary because in November of 2019 was the two-year anniversary for Justice League coming out and that was when we got Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot all or Gadot I don't know how her last name is said uh, they even tweeted out releases like hashtag releases Snyder Cut it went trending worldwide it's literally the most like uh the, the Snyder Cut has more tweets about it than any other WB movie and it's not even a movie that's released like it doesn't <laughs> like it the, the movie I don't I'm not gonna say the movie doesn't exist because that's an argument I'll get into the specifics of that bullshit in a second but it's a movie that hasn't seen like a release and it's still the most talked about movie from WB like ever which is insane so um 
I talked about that in November, I guess, is probably whenever I made that episode and recorded that episode talking about that because all the hype about that and saying that, um, like, we need to see that. Um, and so, yeah, like, we, I mean, it's, it's fucking happening. We're getting the Snyder Cut. Zack Snyder's Justice League will be happening. HBO Max 2021. Holy shit. We don't know if it's um, going to be... It'll be like at least four hours long. We don't know if it's going to be a four-plus-hour movie or if they're going to release it in like six episodic chapters. Uh, I'll talk more about each of those options later, but it's coming to HBO Max 2021. They're doing it. They're literally already fucking working on it. They've been working on it, apparently, for like um, a couple months now. Actually, more than a couple months for like a while, probably like six to eight months. They've been working on it like silently, like secretly, um, which is crazy um but so basically what happened is last fuck last tuesday wednesday i think last wednesday fuck time is time is a goddamn construct and i've lost all sense of it during quarantine uh i think it was last wednesday um zack snyder did a live stream um commentary for man of steel he did one for batman v superman like a month and a half ish ago um, where basically he would just get on Vero and live stream and him and if you're watching along with your copy you would just sync up whatever frames and press play at the same time and then he would just talk through the movie which one is so fucking cool like he honestly like I've seen um, if you're on comic Twitter at all I'm sure that you've probably seen some of the like watch parties that have been going on Brandon Davis from comicbook.com has done a great job honestly organizing a ton of them like there's been Watch parties for Into the Spider-Verse. Logan happened the other day. Um, fuck, I don't even know what other movies it's happened for. But basically, we're like, they'll, they'll do this. It'll end up trending. So many people on Twitter, like, I'll press play at the same time. And everyone tweets about the movie as they go through it. And it's gone to the point where, like, all the directors and, like, creators behind these movies have, like, done it along. Like, James Mangold was tweeting about Logan the other night whenever everyone was watching it. Which was just so cool to, like, see and get all this behind-the-scenes information and stuff. But... The way that Zach would set has set his up is he would straight up just like live stream himself watching it with you. And so literally the way that I would do it, I like I did it for the BBS one and I did it for the Man of Steel one is I just pulled up Vero on my phone and I had just had I plugged in my headphones and I just had one earbud in one of my ears and I would just Zach would set it up and like he would show you the frame at the beginning of the movie that he was paused on and then like wait a couple minutes for everyone to get synced up and then he would just count down and press play and so you can press play at the same time so you're like at the same frame and then he's just talking and so it was really crazy and really cool because it was literally just like chilling with Zack Snyder for two and a half to three hours like with him just talking about the movie like while you're watching the movie which was so awesome. Like the BVS one was one of the coolest things. If you missed the live stream, he, they're both posted on Vero's YouTube. You can go back and watch them um, at any time, which is really, really cool. I'm so happy that we have like a director's commentary for both of those now because director's commentaries in general are some of my favorite things for movies. I love hearing about the process that goes into making these films, what they have to say about them, just the stories behind them and stuff. Uh, it's just really, really cool content. But so he did that for BBS like a month and a half ish ago or something. Um, and then, yeah, there was one for Man of Steel like last week. And so he's going through and a few days like before the live stream happened, there was a lot of buzz. A lot of um, like reporters and insiders were talking about the fact that like Snyder Cut was very much being discussed, like negotiations were happening, like there's it, a lot of 
big people were tweeting that like it's happening like we should expect an announcement or something soon like be ready and so that was going down like a few days before the live stream happened and then they're like this live stream is happening and so everyone was like oh shit like it was really really crazy because like before the live stream happened like I even tweeted about it I was like so like it's looking like this is actually going to be announced but I was like I don't want to get my hopes up because you know I mean it's been such a long journey to wanting the Snyder Cut to be announced and be officially a thing and be acknowledged and to, to get it and so I was like I don't want to like have this happen and, it, and to like get my hopes up about it happening and like it not um so it was a really crazy thing like watching the live stream and we we're just going through and like by the way he just is so blatantly throughout the live stream like dropping hints and talking about things that he like set up and was planning on doing in justice league or did in his version of justice league and just it's so obvious like what he was talking about at various points uh which was really cool but so he was doing the live stream and then at the very end of the movie the last like i don't know like 10 or so minutes probably um this vera stream was powered by zoom and so henry cavill actually joined the call like at the end of the movie and literally as soon as henry cavill joined i was like oh fuck it's happening like this is actually like there's like the fact that henry cavill joined the call was just insane uh kind of lost my mind for a minute so henry cavill like joined and one it was just so cool to see henry cavill um like in the call and henry also talked like it was literally just like i mean obviously you weren't able to talk to them directly in the live stream but just like it was like sitting down and just like hanging out with Zack Snyder and Henry Cavill and Deborah Snyder's ex-wife was also uh, with him at this point in the stream so like they were all just talking about the movie and stuff um and so that happened towards the end of the call and like as soon as Henry joined I was like oh fuck like oh shit it's like it's happening we're getting like yes and there was a um, Q&A that was planned for the end of the stream. So, like, after the movie, Zach was going to answer some fans' questions. And so, I guess the way that I that it worked, I assumed that he... Because, like, the day or two before, he tweeted out or he posted on Vera about fan questions. And so, for people to leave them in the comments of that post. And so, I guess he reached out to a handful of people through Vero and, like, talked to them beforehand. And so, literally, at the end of the stream, there ended up being, like, I don't know, like, 12 not like 10 or 12 fans that also joined the call at the end of the stream which was crazy to see that there was just fans like in the call with Zack Snyder and Henry Cavill and Deborah and just like talking about the movie and stuff and so he went through and uh Zack and Deborah and, and Henry answered uh some fan questions and stuff and so you know like the whole time I was like oh fuck like is this really like about to happen and at the end of the call, um, I don't know her name, actually, but one of the fans, she asked, um, she's like, okay, like, I have the the mother of all questions that, like, the fandom wants to know, like, when, when are you really, like, when, when are we getting the Snyder Cut? And Zach was like, well, I mean, you know, like, I have it, I would love to release it, it's just not completely up to me, and, like, sort of playing coy about it for a minute. And then Henry was like, I think you should show them. And I, oh, dude, <laughs> lost. I'm losing it now just talking about it. And it's like, I think you should show them. And I mean, you think I should? And Zach turned his camera and there's the image that I'm sure you've seen on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, you've I've posted it. Fuck, I don't even know how many times at this point. Um, but there's the official like announcement image thing. Zach had it on his theater screen. Zack Snyder's Justice League HBO Max 2021 so it's happening it's real it's being done um and so that just absolutely lit the internet on fire um 
and yeah that it was insane just i literally for the next like couple hours was just in shock i was just walking around my apartment and i would just switch between walking around and pacing and sitting down and just not like i still can't really believe that it's actually like happening um and so that happened uh all of the at&t and wb accounts started tweeting about it they started tweeting it out posters like we have uh character posters now which they're just like reworked posters from the original marketing of justice league they're just black and white and they said Zack snyder's justice league on them um which by the way the fact that it's called Zack snyder's justice league is fucking awesome one because like it automatically sets it apart from the justice league that we got like this is Zack's justice league I don't know it's just it's such a fucking awesome name um so we're getting that we got the posters and stuff and then also what happened is uh the Hollywood Reporter dropped an article um like as soon as the news hit where they had obviously talked to Zach and Debbie beforehand and we're talking about it and so like basically the story is that in November um Zach got a call and it was basically about a lot of higher-ups at WB coming and looking and seeing the version of Justice League that Zack had. Because, one, the Snyder Cut has existed. There's a big argument about, because, I'll get more into this, but basically they're doing, they're, it's going to co- cost at least $20 million to $30 million, maybe more to finish the movie and put it out in the state that we are going to see it on HBO Max. But that does not. And so, like, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, they're adding so much. Like, the Snyder Cut didn't exist. It wasn't done. And, like, the argument was never that it was done. Like, no one ever thought the movie was completely finished. That wasn't the case. The the Snyder Cut, though, did... Because people... The hashtag was, like, release the Snyder Cut. And so some people interpreted that as, like, the movie's done. Like, release it. Like but that's not how it was it's the fact that the movie mostly was there like he for the most part finished filming what he wanted to and intended to it just wasn't like filming a movie is not the first step but just one of the steps in the process of production for a film like you don't the movie's not done whenever you the camera stop rolling that's just not how it works um so um, basically him and Debbie received a call about a lot of higher ups at DC and WB, including Jim Lee, which I think is really cool coming out to Zach's and watching the version of the film that he had, like what he had. And so one quote even says that it was basically like, um, a car without the doors on it. Um, and so like the structure and it's mostly there. The big thing that's not finished is like the VFX, like the VFX wasn't, is not done. Uh, the score was done, but they're adding stuff now, so it's not. Um, and they're going to come back, and actors are going to come back for ADR, which is just recording extra lines for scenes. Um, we don't know whether or not um, actors are going to come back to film actual like new scenes. Um, is not clear yet. Um, and But it's just... So, like, the the higher-ups came out and watched it and, like, started discussing actually making this happen and, like, releasing Zack Snyder's Justice League and, like, making this a thing because, like, this is the most demanded movie that, like, I've ever seen in my life. Like, I've never seen more of a push for a film. Like, there's been 
a hundred plus thousand dollars raised for suicide awareness and prevention. There's been, I mean, the hashtag is trended. I don't even know how many times it took over social media on the two year anniversary. Like it's been a constant thing. Like if you look for uh, people like, okay, I'll get into this right now, I guess, because it's inevitable in the conversation. Like, yes, there are some aspects of the fandom that have been incredibly toxic, toxic about it. There's no doubt about that. And it sucks that that has happened. And that's a thing. And a lot of people use that and say that this sets a really negative precedent because so many people just bombarded creatives and WWE and a or not WWB, <laughs> uh, WB and AT&T accounts, like with release of Snyder cut and just harassing interns and harassing other people for thinking that it's not possible and things like that. And so like, yes, there has been extreme toxicity in the fandom, but that is not the majority of the fandom. And the majority of the fandom just wants to see the version of Zack Snyder's Justice League that he wants to. And they just want artistic vision and creative freedom to really reign supreme here. And that's what we're getting. I don't think that this, like the precedent that this sets is not a negative one. Because one, the Justice League situation is such a unique, just like, smorgasbord is not the right term. It's just a, such a unique series of events and things that happened to make to get the result that we have here like there is not going to be another example where a movie of this magnitude with this many moving parts is handled in this specific way and the creator is this just shut out of the process of the movie that they had tried to make it's just it's, it, this doesn't, like, this is not going to happen again. I, this does not set the precedent that people can just make a lot of noise and get whatever they movie want to see, like, whatever movie they want to see. And also, it's not, like, it's very different than the people who were, like, redo The Last Jedi or, like, reshoot Game of Thrones season 8. Like, it's not like there's an alternate season of Game of Thrones season 8 that's already been mostly filmed and just needs the VFX finished for them to then release. Like, people in that camp are asking for them to just redo an entire thing, which is just completely illogical. This... People were just asking for them to finish what was already mostly done. The Snyder Cut was already mostly done, and people were like, hey, we just want to see that. And what's happening here is they're saying like, okay, and WB and DC and AT&T are realizing that there is a lot of, one, goodwill that they can get back from their audience in doing this because it's what so many people want to see. Even people that don't like Snyder's movies are like, yeah, I would have liked to see his vision play out. And I think that he should have gotten the opportunity to do that. And so one, you're getting goodwill for allowing creators and artists to fulfill their vision that you hired them to do in the first place. And so you're getting that. And then also it's showing and testing the waters for how much of a platform HBO Max can be for original films and original creative content, especially in the DC space, um, which is just really awesome to see. And the possibilities for that are super exciting, uh, which I'll get into. And so like that is just something that's it like they're taking the fact that this was mostly done. And like now we know based on the THR article that like it's quote-unquote going to be an entirely new thing to the movie that was released because we know from Zach himself that like the movie that we saw in theaters was like maybe 10% his so like this four plus hour movie that we're going to see is like mostly stuff that we've never even seen before which is insane and what WB and AT&T and HBO Max have decided to do is instead of just taking and finishing the VFX for all that he shot they're taking it and making it more than what we would have seen originally had 
the studio not interfered with the film in the first place, which is pretty crazy to think about. So, like, this version of Justice League is actually going to be better than the version of Justice League that we would have seen had the studio not interfered and had Snyder been able to release it as originally planned in 2017, which is pretty crazy because they've decided to double down and they're like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. We're going to give you more of a budget to do this. We're going to give you more time. We're going to let you completely flesh out, possibly finish. Rumors are about them like expanding and letting him continue on his story, which I don't know how viable that is. We'll see. But just they really have just decided to double down on the fact that like if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. So they're giving him a budget of at least $20 million, possibly probably upwards of $30 million to again finish the VFX, add ADR, um, finish the score, really just like flesh out and finish his vision for Justice League. And we're going to get to see that. We don't know, again, if it's going to be released as a four-plus-hour movie or if it's going to be six episodic chapters. Uh, it's really interesting because the actual the like chapter or episode thing was floated around as like a rumor a couple of days before this was announced. Um, and at first I was like, no, I don't really want that. But now thinking about it more, like I think that I would be very on board with that. Because one, it just continues the hype from like week to week. It'd be cool to experience that as a fan. Keeps people engaged with the platform. Uh, and then also selfishly it makes rewatch pretty cool because then you can be like, Oh, I want to watch like this part of it again. You can just click on like that 45 minute to an hour chapter or, you know, however long they end up being, you can just watch that instead of like having to scrub through a four plus hour thing. But I would also at the same time love, I love long movies. So like yeah, four and a half hour justice league, like I'm there for that too. Um, so like whatever sh release shape they end up making this, I will be 100% for, um, but yeah, I think circling back to the president, the only president that precedent, that, I don't know why that word is so hard for me to say and like enunciate properly. Um, the only precedent I think that this sets is giving um, creative freedom back to creators and showing that like studios should trust them to do what they were hired to do. Like, and it gives the, it puts the ball back in the court of the directors and the writers and the, and the people that are actually creating these movies instead of the producers and executives just making business decisions. There was a quote from a um, Margot Robbie interview that I watched recently. It's an old, it's a kind of old interview. It's from like 2017, I think. Um, but the guy asked her like, what is one change that you would like to see in ho in Hollywood? Or what is one thing that you would like to change about Hollywood right now? Um, and she said, uh, non-creatives making creative decisions. And that pretty much perfectly sums up what happened with Justice League. It There was non-creatives that wanted to get their yearly bonus, so they did not delay Justice League. They mandated it be two hours or less, and they brought in Joss Whedon to uh, quote-unquote fix the film. And uh, we got what we got, and I think we all pretty much know how that went. Like, even it, it literally did not appeal to anyone. It was an absolute fucking train wreck. Um, the people that they were trying to appeal to didn't work because people were like, what the fuck is this? This is a terrible Frankenstein of two directors whose styles obviously don't match each other. You've clearly just torn this movie to shreds. Um, so it didn't work. Like, they were, like, I get the cold feet-ish about the reception. Because, like, the reception to Man of Steel was mixed at best. The reception to Batman v Superman was honestly not good at best um 
which hurts me. It's my like second favorite film of all time, but I mean, it is what it is. It was not a widely loved movie. I know that. Um, and so like, I understand why WB was like, I don't know, we should like try to change course a little bit, but at the same time, like they tried to please everyone and please no one. And like, at that point, you just got to fucking double down, man. Like, fuck it. If you're the, the movies were still profitable, BBS still made hundreds of millions of dollars. Like at least just double down with the vision that you hired this director to do and see it through. Like, yeah, you won't make endgame money no movie's gonna make endgame money or infinity war money or, or whatever but like you'll still make profit and the people like yeah you won't get you you might not have gotten universal praise Zack Snyder's justice league i still don't think will get universal praise there's still definitely going to be people who if you don't like Zack Snyder's movies you're probably not going to like Zack Snyder's justice league i mean that, that's i feel like that's kind of a no shit statement but that's just how it is but the people that do like his movies fucking love his movies i absolutely adore every single one of his movies that i've seen i haven't seen all of them yet i haven't seen dawn of the dead or the uh fuck the last guardian i think is the name of it it's the animated owl film i haven't seen that one but like all of his films that i've seen are just fantastic to me they're some of my favorite films i love his style i love his creative vision and I am so excited to be able to see his version of what Justice League was going to be. Like, I just, it's so exciting to me. Like, we're, we're going to get fucking Darkseid, dude. I cannot believe we're going to see Darkseid on the big screen. We're going to see Martian Manhunter. We're getting at least one Green Lantern, possibly slash probably more. We're gonna get I, it. We're getting Steppenwolf done properly. We're getting to see the gravitas and the emotional depth and the complete character arc of Superman. We're gonna see the black Superman suit. We're gonna get to see Flight 2.0. We're getting to see like the journey of his Superman completed. We're going to get a serious Batman going for redemption. We're not gonna get stupid fucking jokes of Flash falling on Wonder Woman. We're not gonna get this awkward and unnecessary Russian family subplot that Whedon just took from Age of Ultron. Like, we're just... There's so, so much that we're going to get in this movie. The heart of the movie, Cyborg is being put back into it. Cyborg's character was absolutely gutted in the theatrical release. Like, there's just so many things that we're going to get to see because of this that, like, I just can't not be absolutely fucking thrilled about this. Like, it's just... At the end of the day, this is just a complete win for, again, I've said it, like just artistic integrity and creative freedom and vision and just being able to see that. And there's literally like, there, there's so much, there's, it's just so, it's so exciting. It's so, I just, I, there's not even words really. Like, I'm just, I can't wait for this. It's. And Snyder has even since like released a, uh, a uh, he, there's a video at the end of um, a comic book debate documentary that's talking about the road to the Snyder Cut, which I highly recommend you watching it if you haven't. It's a fantastic video. Um, and so, fuck, what was I saying? Oh, he, um, there was a video and he was just talking about the fact that whenever this, like the release of the Snyder Cut thing started, he was like, oh, I think it's really cool that a lot of people want to see my vision. Um, but he thought that it was just going to, like, die out and go away. Not only did it not die out, it just got stronger. And which is true. It's been a two and a half at this point year journey of just the movement gaining more and more 
steam and, and traction and more and more people talking about it. And so, yeah, it's just, it's so insane. The fact that like, this is such a victory and it's, it's so good. And one of the other things that I think is really, um, great about this is they're working on it now. Like literally as I'm talking about this, I'm sure there are people working on this film, which is crazy. But since because of COVID and Hollywood being shut down, a lot of VFX studios don't have work right now because movies aren't being filmed and put into post-production and, and whatnot. But since this movie has been filmed, the VFX just isn't done. VFX studios that work on this are getting work right now. They're being paid right now when they normally weren't because of the, just the chaotic situation of the world. And so not only this is this a win for artistic integrity this is a win for giving people jobs and and like letting them work and do what they're supposed to do in a time where things are super uncertain and super like just put on hold or put on hold um and so yeah it's just it's it's so good and and it's the fact that it's going to be longer too like they this is even a direct quote from um I don't know if it's Zach or Deborah. Yeah, it's from Zach. He said, what's so lovely about this is that we get to explore these characters in ways that you're not able to in a shorter theatrical version. Because even if the version of Snyder, or the version of Justice League that he wanted to release in 2017, maximum that movie is three hours long. There's no, there's no fucking way the studio lets him, like, BVS was too, like, the ultimate edition of BVS is three hours, and we didn't get that in theaters. They trimmed that down to two and a half hours for theaters, right, which is still 30 minutes longer than Justice League, which is an important 30 minutes, but, like, just imagine BVS being an, like, the ultimate edition of BVS being an hour shorter. Like, how do you take out an hour of that fucking movie? It just doesn't work, as evident by the fact of how much better the ultimate edition is. But the fact that now, like, there's no way we got a longer than three-hour version of Justice League, like, theatrically, if Snyder's Justice League was released in 2017. So now the fact that we're getting a four-plus-hour version of this movie, like, it will be... It's literally two fucking movies, basic. Like, it's at least another long movie longer than what we saw theatrically. And what we saw theatrically is, like, 10% of what's going to be and not eat like maybe 10% of what's going to be in this movie. So it's basically like four hours of just shit. We haven't seen, but of just completely different justice. Like it's just, it's so, so mind blowing and so exciting to think about. And I'm so excited. Snyder even said, uh, this return to that pedigree and to let my singular vision of my movie be realized in this format and this length is unprecedented and a brave move. It's just, it's, it's so it's so amazing i'm so i'm so happy about this and this also opens the door for a lot of things later or earlier this week um after all of this happened um which all this happened last week i think um we got reports that which one whenever henry cavill showed up on the live stream i was like oh he's gonna be coming back like not only because well that's another thing like we got like basically no snyder Superman and the theatrical version of Justice League. They reshot like all, like basically all the Superman scenes in that movie are reshoots, which is terrible. Um, but I was like, oh, not only are we going to get to see him in this, 
like in Justice League, but like Henry definitely is going to be playing Superman again, which I would like to point out. I've been a proponent for the longest time that Henry is not done being Superman. He loves the character way too much to give up on that. Um, so many people for so long have been like, oh, like he's out, he's leaving. So many trades have reported that he's leaving. We're being like, oh no, he's probably done. And I'm like, but we've never gotten official like Henry being like, yeah, I'm done because he's not fucking done. There's no way that man is walking away from that role, like that role without playing him at least one more time in a like big movie. It's just not going to happen. Um, he loves it too much. Like listen to any interview of him talking about Superman, just any of, he loves that character so much. He loves being that character. He loves embodying it. He loves the comics. There's no way he's not doing it again. So, uh, we literally got a report earlier this week that was talking about, um, him being in contract negotiations again with WB. Um, this specific report said that it was from deadline and it was saying that he was um, negotiating um, having a string of cameos in various DC films. Uh, no films were listed, but obviously the, the big uh, ones that you could guess would be the Shazam sequel and Black Adam being the two biggest ones. Uh, Aquaman also being a possibility, the Aquaman sequel. Um, the Black Adam and Shazam ones uh, make a lot of sense in the comics. Black Adam and uh, Superman and Shazam have uh, thrown down before, so that would be really cool to see. The Rock has even talked about the fact that he would love to face off against Henry Superman on the big screen. Um, so that seems very likely. I'm pretty convinced that we actually are going to see that at some point now. I feel like that's a very, like, that. I, I personally think that's all but confirmed. Um But so that came out. There was a report, like, yesterday that actually came out that was saying that, like, no, he's not in... Uh, he's not currently planned to be in any cameos and like that report i read the article has been extremely misconstrued in the tweets and the headlines that i've seen because it's saying like no he's not um planned to be in any cameos and stuff and what the report actually says is that he is currently not planned to be in any of the script like in any movies that have scripts written right now which like no shit if the movies are, like, if the scripts are written and he's currently in contract negotiations, of course he's not going to be in that script. They don't know if, he, like, his contract isn't signed. It, you're not going to put a character in a script that you don't know if you can get that character. That's not how it works. Um, so that's been kind of misconstrued uh, a little bit. And then whenever the, whenever it was, like, announced that he was in talks and, like, that contract or whatever was talking about cameos and stuff... A lot of people got really upset because they're like, wow, you're going to like have Superman in a bunch of cameos, but you're not going to give him a solo movie. And like, you don't re-sign Henry Cavill as Superman just for cameos. Like that just opens the door and is the first step to getting another solo Superman film for him. Like they're not going to relegate Superman to just cameos. It's just that right now, the way that things are scheduling, the way the industry works, whatnot it's a lot easier to draw up a contract and be like okay we can put you in a b and c movies right now while we get creatives lined up to write and direct a solo movie for you and figure that out it's just you gotta give things time things don't happen instantaneously it's like there's no one that wants to write and direct a superman movie it's not like henry definitely doesn't know people that he has in mind that he would like to work with for a superman movie it's just Christopher McQuarrie had literally pitched one. Granted, it was with the previous WB uh, management, which they can go fuck themselves. They're fired now, which is great. Um, 
it's the whole reason we're getting all of this but like it's just these things take time it's not going to be instantaneous a man of steel sequel is announced especially right after they announced probably the biggest announcement wb has had in fuck i don't know how long is my i don't want to say ever because i don't know you know film history perfectly but like this is one of the biggest announcements ever actually the fact that we're getting this film um and so you're not just going to announce like two big bombs like one after the other and so just the fact that they're one just the fact that we have official like yes they're in contract negotiations for henry to come back to the role again is major because for a long time so many trades were like no he's done and so this is way better than the alternative of him not appearing ever again uh now it's pretty certain that he will be appearing he will be donning the cape again um cameos will lead to a solo superman movie i promise it's going to happen it's literally just a matter of time just be patient with it it will happen again henry's not done there's no way he wants he loves this role so much he wants to play superman again it's just people are busy the industry even though right now it's on hold still it whenever it starts is busy um it's just one of those things so snyder cut has opened up that door for henry cavill um the other thing that i'll give some thoughts on um the other major thing is um batman so I've tweeted about this a little bit and um, it's an interesting subject. So I think a lot of people are getting their hopes up when they shouldn't. And it's, I'm trying to think of the best way to approach this. So one first and foremost, so the, the subject basically is just about seeing more Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, which obviously a lot of people want. First and foremost, I need to make this abundantly clear. Ben Affleck has said multiple times that he's moved on past this role, that he his heart isn't in it, and he doesn't want to, and that he's a lot better off mentally, physically, emotionally now than he was even during the Justice League press tour. Um, his uh, problems with alcohol, are uh, documented. You can Google it if you need to, if you don't know. I don't really want to get into that too much, but he's doing a lot better now. He's happily in a relationship uh, with Anna de Armas, um, which is good for him. Um, and above anything else, Ben's health is the number one priority when it comes to this conversation. That overrules any oh, I want to see more of his Batman, or, oh, what about this, or maybe that, or, well, but maybe here, or, like, that. no, like, Ben's health is 100% the most important factor in this conversation. No matter what, that trumps anything. If Ben doesn't want to, which, from what he said and what we've seen, he does not want to come back to the role, that is what matters, and that is perfectly okay. I've been a very strong believer and advocate in the fact that people need to accept that and give it up and just be okay and come to terms with the fact that we are not getting any new aside from Zack Snyder's Justice League because that's already been fucking filmed that we are not getting any new Ben Affleck as Batman content and that's okay we're getting Robert Pattinson which I've also talked about at length how excited I am for that version of Batman I think it's going to be incredible and that's good it's okay that Batfleck is probably done, that he doesn't want to come back. 
Now, all that said, again, I'll reiterate, Ben's health is the number one thing. If he doesn't want to do the, if he doesn't want to do the role, which likely he doesn't, he should not. That's it. Bottom line. Period. Now, again, with that said, there is the thought, and I've talked about this. I've entertained the idea because, like everyone, what ifs are interesting. Apparently, there's rumors and reports going around that AT&T and Warner Brothers want Ben to come back as Batman really badly, apparently. This is a rumor. Take that how you will. So, whenever that rumor came out, given the fact that I run a Batman account, I was like, okay, well, I'll comment on this. So, my thoughts on this are basically that if AT&T and Warner Brothers want Ben to come back as Batman, which would kind of make sense... Um, he has a very loyal and, and, a, and a, very, a very vocal fan base that loves his Batman. There are definitely people that don't like it, I admit, but there are a lot of people that love it and want to see more of him. Um, if Ben were to come back as Batman, there's two avenues that they could go. And this all hinges on the fact of whether or not he would want to. So let's talk about whether or not he would want to. One, I don't really think that he wants to. So that kind of ends the discussion. But hypothetically, if he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll do it again. Why would he want to do that? So, my, th- I would theorize that a possible reason for the fact that he would even be open to doing this again is the fact that, one, he's in a much better place in his life now than he was during Justice League. He's recovering well from his alcohol. He's now in a happy relationship. Um, and the other thing that I think is an interesting factor is... We know that being Batman took so much out of him because Batman, I would argue, is the biggest comic book character that there is. Batman and Superman, I I think, are the top two. I would argue that Batman is probably more so even than Superman, uh, especially when it comes to film adaptations. Um, And so being the sole Batman, all of that pressure, all of that spotlight, all of that expectation was on him. It was always directed solely on him it was what has been doing with batman where's your batman script at you're still directing batman right well what are you going to do for batman like when is this starting like you're still well we didn't like this part about your batman what are you are you going to do this instead and so i think that the fact that if he were to come back as batman it would not just be him now because make no mistake there's no way in hell pattinson and reeves film is getting shelved that's not stopping they're 25 percent done filming that movie that movie's going to come out that movie i would bet my bank account on the fact that we're getting a sequel and another sequel to that sequel i would bet pretty much anything that we're getting a trilogy with pattinson starring as batman and reeves directing it that's i would think is pretty much a fucking done deal that's happening people are delusional to think online that that movie is going to get scrapped some fucking how for some reason even though the general public's response to what we've seen for that so far has been pretty strong people are extremely excited for it very interested at the very least it's going to make a hell of a lot of money at the box office um yeah it's i've seen some people be like oh this movie what if this movie gets scrapped like oh Pattinson said he's not going to work out in a fucking joking interview with an uh person where he was talking about making a goddamn hamburger pasta thing just up I'm not even, I don't want to go on this tangent right now, but Pattinson's Batman is absolutely happening. So if Ben were to come back, he would no longer be the sole Batman. So all that responsibility and expectation doesn't rest 
just on his shoulders, which I think would do a lot for his mental health in playing the character. I think that that would take a lot of that pressure away, and I think that's one of the reasons that he would maybe even think about entertaining the idea of coming back to that role. The other big thing being money, of course, because that's how things are, realistically. But So I think that having another Batman out there, especially another Batman that's going to be sharing the big screen, would be a really big factor in whether or not he would come back. So the other thing, so that that's my theory about why he might even be open to it in the first place is that those expectations wouldn't solely be on him. There's two there's these two Batman, they can hit very different aspects and areas of the character, they can appease and um, appeal to very different and also, you know, similar in some respects, demographics of what people want to see from the character. And so I think that there's a lot of opportunity there if he were to, and I think that it would just make it less stressful overall for him if that were to be the case. I don't think that he would come back and direct anything. I think that he would just come back and just star if he was going to come back. Um, which again, I'll reiterate, if he doesn't want to fucking come back, he should absolutely not come back. This is 100% his decision, and that's what matters the most. But again, so entertaining this thought that somehow, let's say, he goes, yeah, fuck it, I want to come back as Batman. So, going down that avenue, I then think there are two options that WB, slash AT&T, or DC, all of the, the above, can do in regards to having two very big and high-profile live-action Batman. Because, one, we'd have Pattinson on the big screen, and we'd get his movie. The other, so one option, which is what I briefly thought for a second... And it's something that I think that they would do. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for them to greenlight a standalone film for Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, because that's just more money, honestly. Like, there's no way at, at this point you release a solo Batman movie and it doesn't make money. It doesn't fucking matter who's making it, who's st- starring in it. It's going to make... It's Batman. He just makes money. And at this point, I don't think general audience confusion is a valid argument as for why they would not do it. (laughs) We've literally got time travel and the multiverse and all this other shit and all the Marvel movies and people just hop onto that and don't skip a beat. We've got we've already had Ezra Miller meet um, Grant Gustin's Flash on TV and people ate that shit up. Like, the multiverse is already a thing that exists in DC's live-action properties right now. It's already established and thing that happens. It doesn't... I don't think fan confusion or general audience confusion is a valid argument for why they would not have two big, high-profile, live-action Batman films. And it's just more money that they could possibly make if they want to do that. So, I could see them releasing a standalone Ben Affleck Batman movie also, or greenlighting it at the very least, if big if he would want to come back. But I think something that is even more likely and would probably work better is if they go and since they've already set this precedent now that the Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder's Justice League, will be releasing on HBO Max. And we've got a quote from the chief of content from HBO Max. Oh, fuck. I think his name is Kevin Riley. I might be wrong on that. Um, I know I'm like 99% sure his last name is Riley. And I'm like 70% sure his first name is Kevin. But regardless, the chief of content for HBO Max has said for their DC 
properties that they're going to be putting on the service, the originals that will be on there, they want, quote, the highest level of cinematic production value. So, like, I mean, that speaks for itself. The highest level of cinematic... Oh, can I talk? The highest level of cinematic production value for their shows and I'd um, assume... Or, um, what I would assume their shows and presumably films that are going to be on there. So we know the Justice League Dark show is happening. We know Green Lantern show is happening. And we know Strange Adventures is happening. So the highest level of cinemat cinematic production for all of those, which is absolutely fantastic. We've seen what HBO can do. Game of Thrones is, whether or not you agree with story decisions or whatever, one of the best looking things from a production standpoint that we've ever seen. It rivals, mm, I would say, any um, feature film production. Um, just period. That's just how it is. We've seen the argument that shows or films on streaming services are somehow inferior to what we see on the big screen just does not work anymore. That's just not the world that we're living in. They're as good, if not better. Netflix, so many Netflix originals are an example of that. So many shows on HBO, just HBO in general are, are an example of that. Uh, we're getting Lord of the Rings on Amazon Prime, which granted we haven't seen anything from that yet, but the budget's insane. Uh, the Mandalorian on Disney Plus, um, all the Marvel shows that we're going to see from Disney Plus are an example of that. This is just going to be another example of that. HBO, HBO Max is going to do the exact same thing on the streaming service. They're going to be extremely high quality. It's going to be movies in your living room, shows in your living room. That level of production quality is going to be there. So, since that precedent is there for DC properties to already be released on the service, I, again, if, uh, hypothetically, Ben were willing to come back to the role, I think it would make a lot of sense, a lot more sense than even releasing a feature film in theaters with his Batman, for them to give him an HBO series, an HBO Max series for his Batman. And the way that I think this works and makes a lot of sense is because then, one, like I was talking about earlier, those expectations are low. You're not, like, a big factor for Ben in his life. I know that Live By Night was a huge hit for him. I mean, it was a huge hit for the studio, too. Not in a good way. <laughs> it was a negative hit. It did not, it pretty much bombed at the box office. I love that movie. I think you should watch it if you have any interest in it. I think it was a really, really good movie. I, I know a lot of people don't like it. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was great. Um, but Ben wrote, directed, and starred in that film, and it was a dud at the box office. And so that was a huge hit for him uh, from a professional and, I would assume, personal level. That was a very big passion project for him. And so for that to not perform well, I'm sure just was not, I mean, that sucks. That's not good. Um, and so that was a big hit for him. And so by putting this on HBO Max, if you do a Batman show starring Ben Affleck, you're taking away box office expectation. You're taking away press expectation. You're, t you're just taking away so much, like, not that there's not going to be expectation there. It's just that, like, you already have, like, it's just pretty much set in stone of, like, what you have to do, and you get so much more free weight free reign to do it like one you get you're not limited by a two hour two and a half hour window of a theatrical release you can tell whatever story you want to tell your production timeline even though after you you know obviously sign on to do it and figure it out like production schedules are a tight thing you know you have to like make deadlines and stuff but it's something that can be more flexible than a feature film where you have to meet this release date because this has to fit in the calendar year with all of these other films that are also coming out. You have to make sure you get this release date so that it gets in at this week. That way it has 
X number of weeks before the next major release. That way it has this much time to make this much money before this movie comes out and after this movie comes out. And so there's just all these factors that you don't have to think about and worry about if you do a limited series like this. You can just say, okay, like this is a story I want to tell. We can tell it over six to eight episodes, whatever. And we can do that. There can even be multiple directors on it if you want to. You could have like multiple people direct certain episodes. You get, you know, it's just, there's a lot more flexibility, I think, there, which again just goes back to taking away that stress that I think Ben felt with his solo Batman that was just all on his shoulders at first. And, that, you know, um, as we got the news, he was like, oh, I'm not directing it anymore. I'm just starring in it and writing it. And then he was like, oh, I don't know about the script, like, yada, yada, yada. And so, hypothetically if you make that an hbo show you free him up a lot creatively and i feel like mentally because then again like he's at that point he's not even the the other batman like on the big screen that has to like compete with not that they have to compete with each other because i think you should celebrate both of them but in his own mind he's at that point like it's a different sport quote unquote that you're in like it can be the same level of quality but it's just it's not having to worry about it being a feature film, if that makes sense. And I think that that could be a really, really big factor in them being like, hey, maybe think about coming back to do this. And I think that that's something that could, you know, he could be like, okay, like that could be interesting. Personally, I think that you could do, I think that you could give him an HBO Max show, just literally um, roughly adapt or change, you know, edit what he had for his script for Batman, which uh, is rumored and from what we know was going to take place mostly in Arkham Asylum. It was going to have Deathstroke show up um, and literally just name the series Batman and have the first season be subtitled A Serious House on Serious Earth, which is taken from Batman Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on Serious Earth, which is a fantastic comic. Um, but just take that title and literally have it be an eight episode um, limited series where you do that and you you know you go through there you can have deathstroke come in if you introduce deathstroke there hell you could even fucking spin off i'd please dear god let us get a deathstroke show on hbo max we know that joe magania i don't know how to say his last name magniello i don't know i'm not even gonna try we know that he wants to do like that he still wants to play deathstroke he put so much effort and research and, and time for that role gareth edwards or gareth Edwards, I think is the director's name that was attached to that. Gareth Evans, maybe. Um, let me Google that. Um, Gareth Evans, yeah. Um, he, like, he would be interested in doing that still. Uh, he says that it would have been Shakespearean. Um, <clears throat> you, it's a quote that I just literally pulled up. Um, but, like, he put a lot of research and, you know, thought into bringing Deathstroke to live action. Give him a fucking HBO show. Give him that budget. Give him six to eight episodes. Be like, okay, here you go. Like, you can do this. You can even spin it out of a Ben Affleck Batman TV show if you want. If the if the Ben Affleck show is successful, you could, you know, maybe then eventually talk about doing, like, more. And I think that it really, that, again, would take some stress off of Ben's shoulders. It would open up the audience because then you're not competing on the big screen. You get to have these two Batman that are very much their own things. You get Ben, who's an older, more seasoned Batman. Pattinson's a Batman. He, you know, he's year two. He's just starting out. They explore very different aspects of the character. They're very different live-action portrayals of the character. They're still very much the character to their core, but it's just a very different exploration of who Batman is, what Batman is. It'd be a very different Batman that you would be seeing. They would very much stand apart, having one on the big screen with the theatrical release, and then having one on HBO Max, which, you know, obviously set it apart. 
Batman would springboard for HBO Max, Batman would springboard off of Zack Snyder's Justice League, you know, depending on it and seeing how the success of that goes. It's just something that I think is not impossible now. Again, I said it whenever I first started talking about this avenue. It's, I don't think it's a likely. I don't think that Ben is going to come back to the role. I don't think he wants to come back to the role, which is totally okay. People need to accept that. I've come to terms with that. I am 100% okay if we never see any more Ben Affleck Batman again, aside from what we're going to see in Justice League, honestly, or obviously, which I'm very excited for. I can't wait to see a proper send-off to his Batman in that. But, hypothetically, it's fun to think about what the possibilities could be, seeing the success of that, and whether or not he would want to. And I think that all the points that I've raised thus far make for an interesting... Um, train of thought about why that yeah I, why I don't think it's impossible anymore for um Ben Affleck coming back to the role but um yeah that said I, I don't I don't think that it's likely it's just interesting at the very least though I do really fucking want to see um I think a Deathstroke HBO Max series would be fantastic this just really opens the door some the other thing I kind of like hinted at it earlier whenever I was talking about is that the Snyder Cut or Zack Snyder's Justice League opens the door for a lot of options on hbo max like some people which i think that they're kind of if you give them an inch you're taking a mile a little bit with this are saying that like well we're getting this so now we're going to get Zack snyder's like justice league 2 uh like on hbo max which i don't know about that one maybe we can maybe see that though the reason i'm more which like I've already acknowledged the multiverse exists, so it's definitely possible for them to just be like, fuck it, we'll do this too. The main thing for me is that like Aquaman and Wonder Woman have already moved on from what that story arc would have been originally, I think. I mean, I don't really know. I don't, but, um, so it'd be interesting to see if they were to do a Justice League to like what... I honestly, I don't really give a fuck about canon. I've said this before. Canon is really cool. I think continuity is awesome whenever you use it well. I absolutely do not think you should ever let continuity and canon become a hindrance to creative storytelling. Tell the stories that you want to tell. You can use head canon canon to figure out whatever the fuck you want to. They're made up stories at the end of the day. If you want so-and-so to connect to so-and-so, figure out a way in your head for it to connect to that, and it's fine. Um... But so, yeah, people are talking about the possibility of um, Justice League 2 happening if the Snyder Cut is super successful, which I don't think is likely. Uh, I feel like Snyder's going to take this opportunity to probably wrap up and uh, complete, you know, his vision as much as he can. Um, but it is very interesting to think about that being possible. Um, I do think and hope that this kickstarts us getting a cyborg solo film. Uh, the Flash solo film has already, uh, you know, happened. We've got Andy uh, Musichetti. I probably mispronounced that, but the director of uh, both the It movies, which are fantastic, um, he's you know signed on. It has a release date. It's sometime in like 2022, I think. It's when the Flash is coming out. They're scheduled to come out this time. We'll see if that sticks. We were supposed to get it like a year or two ago at this point, um, but so we'll see if that happens. Um, but you know, a solo cyborg film would definitely be awesome. Um, yeah, I just think it, the the Zack Snyder's Justice League being on HBO Max does open a lot of doors, though, I think, for them to really take advantage of this platform and, and showcase a lot of DC characters on this platform. We know we're getting Justice League Dark, which is fantastic. I can't wait for that. Um, there's also a lot of rumblings and um, um, 
speculation and uh, hoopla around seeing um, David Ayer's original version of Suicide Squad, which the director has said would be, quote, really easy to finish. Um, it, it just needs some VFX work. That movie is actually like like 95% done, um, according to the director, which I'm who I'm going to believe when it comes to it. Um, they just like cut the movie to hell in post-production. Um, and so I would like to see that. I, I do think we're going to see that, honestly. I, uh, I actually had a friendly wager with a friend the other day where um, I, I bet that uh, we're going to see David Ayer's Suicide Squad on HBO Max before we see Snyder's Justice League because originally it was going to be a sort of um, prelude, not really prelude, but it was going to set up Steppenwolf a little bit. It was going to have some apocalyptic te- apocalyptic technology in it and um, tie into Justice League like a little bit like more than it did uh, whenever it was originally released. So I could see them going through finishing that, announcing that in fuck, towards the end of this year, and then being like, hey, this is dropping in a couple months on HBO Max at the beginning of 2021, and then us getting Zack Snyder's Justice League a couple of months later, or at in the later half of uh, 2021. I could see that happening, which again would just be another when for um an artistic uh vision finally uh coming to light that's again another example of uh, obviously that one is not as extreme as everything that has happened with Zack Snyder and everything that Snyder has gone through but it's another example of uh, a director getting their vision just destroyed by executives and producers and so and and that's another one where the movie is like done again director's cuts are not fucking new like directors getting their movies um just tampered with by executives and stuff for theatrical releases is not a new thing. And director's cuts are not some new um, unheard of thing. It's just the most director's cuts that we get are, you know, done for the most part. And whenever we see the director's cut of it, it's just, you know, an un quote unquote unedited um, in the sense that a lot of things that were cut out for theatrical release are now in the film because, a lot of studio heads think that people can't handle long movies is the biggest um, thing as far as director's cuts. Um, but so, yeah, I, I don't think there's any dangerous precedent set here. I think if anything, it's just showing that people want to see creators' visions and we should see creators' visions. I don't think I agree with Margot Robbie. Um, non-creatives making creative decisions in Hollywood is something that needs to change. And uh, literally, even if it's, I mean, like... <sighs> And on the one side, like, I understand because, like, it's a business. They want to make sure they make money, which is annoying, but understandable. Um, I just think that you should just, like, just double down. Like, if you're going to do something, like, do it. Don't fucking half-ass it. Just go for it. Like, you'll either go for it and make money or you'll, like, you'll either go for it, make money or not make money. And there'll be some people that absolutely love it and some people that absolutely hate it. Or you'll half-ass it maybe make money or potentially fucking bomb and have no one like it and that's just a shitty situation so yeah i don't know there's a lot of things i think i've hit most of the main points that i wanted to hit with that we're fucking we're getting Zack Snyder's justice league hbo max 2021 i can't wait it's insane we're seeing dark side martian manhunter we're getting the history lesson that we were supposed to get it's got little uh, it's just <clears throat> i'm so excited because we're seeing the DC superheroes in a Lord of the Rings scale epic film 
the character arcs are going to be there like they should have been. Batman's going to get a proper portrayal again. Superman is getting proper like rebirth and redemption. Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg is getting put back into the movie. The heart is going to be there. Um, getting Ryan Chow, Choi, I think. I don't know how to say slash spell his last name. Um, the, the Adam. Um, he'll be in the film. I don't know if him as the Adam will happen. I kind of doubt it, but like he'll still be there, which is cool. Um, again, Martian Manhunter. It's just there's just so many things that like as a DC fan and as a fan makes me so happy that we're going to see this. Um, and I love long movies. I fuck. I love long movies. Um, so a four plus hour Justice League movie that I can actually enjoy because like I have said this before i know i said this in the in the previous podcast about release the snyder cut that like it hurts me that the justice league movie that we have i cannot watch that film it makes my blood boil i think it's so bad and i just can't watch it and as a fan that just hurts that sucks um and uh, and also the fact that like man of steel and Bat- like batman v superman is my second favorite film ever just period not even just comic, but just period. That's my second favorite film. And I love Man of Steel. Man of Steel is in my like top 10 movies ever. And so just to absolutely love those movies so much and love the story that Zack was doing and what he was setting up and what he was trying to do with these characters to get a proper conclusion to that, to get a proper Justice League movie from him is just incredible. It's, it's so great. I'm so happy. It's insane to see what the fan base has done and how and the fact that the fan base made this happen because make no fucking mistake that's exactly what happened here it i talked about it a little bit earlier it does suck that there there is some extreme toxicity on some sides of the fandom you cannot deny that but those are the vocal minority they are not the majority of the fans the majority of the fans just want to see this fucking movie they just want to support zach and it's a win in that category we did it release the Snyder Cut worked, it's happening, um, yeah, I, I don't think this sets, like, like I said, I don't think it sets a dangerous precedent, because I think this is a very, very specific and very, um, unusual set of circumstances that led to this road and this path and, and everything happening the way that it has, so, uh, yeah, I think that that's probably, I think I hit pretty much everything, Snyder Cut's happening, Ben, as Batman would be interesting again. I don't think it's likely. Um, Henry's coming back as Superman. Hopefully we get Cyborg solo movie. Um, yeah, at this point I'm just rambling. I'm super excited for the future of DC though. I think that this is really cool. I think HBO Max is really awesome. I've It launched a few days ago. I've been loving it. I've actually just, I've pretty much only watched Scooby-Doo on there so far because they have a lot of Scooby-Doo and I fucking love Scooby-Doo. Actually, I might do an episode on some stuff that are on HBO Max and its launch and, and whatnot soon. Uh, but yeah, I've been watching that. I might actually watch the first Harry Potter movie after I finish editing this together and getting it ready to post. Um, but yeah, uh, there's just so many options for DC going forward for hopefully it really feels like they're finally going to double down, let creators tell the stories that they hire them to tell, which is awesome. Can't wait to see it. HBO Max has so much potential. DC on there has so much potential. The future of DC films is looking super bright. Black Adam, Wonder Woman 2, or Wonder Woman 1984, Aquaman 2, The Batman, can't wait for all of them, fuck Suicide Squad, don't care about that movie, sorry, um, and yeah, I'm just super excited, um, I guess now I'll do my plugs, if you don't follow me on social media, 
I, again, run a Batman account at Batman Files on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me there. I, you know, obviously post about Batman stuff. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at AP Batman with two T's. That's my photography Instagram, which I haven't posted on in, like, months because of quarantine, which fucking sucks. Um, but you can still follow me if you want to and check those pictures out. Um, you, if you haven't, be sure to go to my YouTube. It's, uh, the bats cave, uh, which is the same name as this podcast, two T's for bats. Um, I actually just the other day uploaded a, um, character profile video for Mr. Freeze, where I talk about, uh, Mr. Freeze, his origins, history, powers, stuff like that. Uh, it's the first video that I've edited in like that format. It's a sort of quote unquote video essay style format of editing, um, that I plan to be doing more on my YouTube channel. So please be sure to go check out that video. Subscribe to my channel there if you haven't already. really means a lot to me. really appreciate it. If you've watched the video, thank you. If you left a comment, thank you. If you've somehow made it to the end of this podcast episode, I'm over an hour in now, which is crazy. If you made it to the end, thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this on. Hopefully the iTunes link or the Apple link is... Um, better about syncing this time for my last episode it took forever for that uh for like apple to register my new episode um so hopefully that's better this time if you do listen on apple um if not you know listen to it on spotify podbean stitcher whatever um thank you so much for listening again be sure to leave a rating and review be sure to subscribe slash follow or whatever the option is based on whatever platform you're listening on and uh be sure to tune in next week later